Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey. Hey, hey. Back again. A little late. You can tell consistency isn't our thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about this podcast a little bit and I've been thinking, I think it's better not to have a plan. You know, last week we said we should... Are you just saying that though because we never have a plan and some weeks we're like, we really should make a plan and then we always turn up empty-handed with no plan. That is a bonus to this plan. But I I don't think we should because the podcast... no plan. That's our plan. (laughs) The podcasts I like the most listening to are the ones where people just chat with no notes mm. or anything particular they want to talk about or, organic organic or, organic is a good word yeah um i've got a question for you hannah max go on put me on the spot you fuck you have a friend don't be gratuitous you have a friend and they repeat an anecdote that you've heard and you know it's a long one and they start and you're thinking oh yeah that's this is worst. a long one but here's the kicker you've already heard it two times before <laughs> What do you do? Is this a question because you are going through this currently or? I recently saw a friend <laughs> and he initially, he started saying, oh, I've got to tell you about this time when. And I was thinking, oh God, please don't be that story because I've heard it two times before. And then he carried on with this, he carried on with the story. Um, and I was, I, was I thinking, would let them ha- tell the story because it's clearly a story they really liked and they're going to feel a bit shit if you're like, I've heard this story. It's fine to do it with like your husband or your wife. Yeah. But I think if it was a friend, I would just let them tell the story because but I'm a nice person. The difficulty and- for me is the, the person might go away. Like he might go back to his wife and be like, I was talking to Steph about and telling him really, you know, the story. And he just looks so uninterested. He you always almost, look uninterested looked, when people talk, though. That's just your face. He looked borderline <laughs> angry, you know, and I don't want him thinking that or saying that. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll then just... you have to pretend to be engaged, or it's... just give that person literally like five minutes of your time. It doesn't take a lot. It's so Makes them feel difficult nice. to look like you're hearing something for the first time and you're really interested in mm. it if you've heard it two times before. Like I could literally mouth it to him as he was saying it. I should have just said exactly what he was saying with all the same interjections. But now I just thought, I just thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here quietly and think about my to do list. And try and put on a really, you know, but, e- but even if you're like, even if you do, even if you are, you, you so look like you're thinking about a to-do list. If somebody's talking to you about something, mm. you can just so tell, can't you, in their face. that they When just... someone's not actually there in the room with you. Yeah, when they have no When interest. they're elsewhere. Yeah. In it's their just, mind. It's just written all over them. Yeah. You're like, and then you just sort of think, oh God, I'm really boring. Exactly. Which is why it's a nice thing to do to just be engaged with that person while they're telling you that story. That's like... And then next time they do it, maybe then say... Oh, you, remember you told me that last week or whatever. Or, oh, actually, you did say about that last time. Or, do you know what? There's a, it's lot, a polite way that you can do it. There's a lot of life that requires you to be an actor, isn't there? Mm, in social situations, so. you have to act a certain way that isn't really 
like with situations like that, I had to, I'd have to act looking like, like I was really intrigued and interested where, where, well, where this story was going to go. Well, it's just social conditioning though, isn't it? You don't want to be seen as rude or abrupt or mm. like you're kind of, your your time's too good to, to you, listen to somebody else. And the thing is, when if I was to say to him, I've heard this two times before, the problem is he would be okay with that, but there would be that initial uncontrollable inflection in his face of complete sadness that is unavoidable you know when you just sort of when you lay it out to them like, you told me this i feel times, like mate. maybe that's better though than you being really uninterested and unengaged okay. so what about if the next time i see him he tells me the same story again just say oh you told me that already i'll tell you what the worst thing is though when i feel you, like you're overanalyzing this quite a bit when you've heard a story from somebody and then you are out with other people and nobody else has heard the story but you've oh, heard yeah. it before you and, then the, the and then they kick off with the story and you're like oh this is a big one and i'm gonna have to sit here now bored out my tits while they tell this fucking story, do which doesn't really time. go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually the time where I drink my drink. I love it. I love it. One time somebody told you a story and was it your friend said, that's a shit story. <laughs> oh my God. No, that's because we, we'd had a few drinks yeah. and um, yeah, we, I think we, we, we were the only ones who had started drinking before we got to this like dinner event. Mm. And my friend was very drunk and she literally just lent across. It was a really, really boring story. I don't even want to repeat any of it because it was literally yeah. we're like, oh, that was that was the climax of the story. And it was so mm. unclimaxy. Mm. My friend literally just leant over and she was like, you should never tell that story again. It was really boring. I, I do often tell people you need to sex up that story a little bit. Mm. You need to sex it up a little bit because as it as it is right now, it needs a bit of needs a bit of fluff. I think sometimes that's hard, though, because quite often people talk without really thinking about what they're going to say before they say it. Or like you're in a certain kind of comfort zone with the other person so you don't really think oh i'm gonna try and make this really funny you true just, and i it think it comes out as like verbal diarrhea kind of like this some people especially the irish um, are very good at telling stories and anecdotes um and some people just aren't aren't they it's like for me one of the most soul crushing soul destroying things that maybe just want to die is when i have to do anything to do with parents when i'm around other parents when i'm in a parent situation like a school drop-off or when i'm stuck talking to a parent, when i'm having to make inane kind of parent chat i think everybody just feels awkward and it's like this one thing that everyone has in common but i do agree i feel the same mm. i'm and, i'm really unsociable at school so drop-offs though i like i literally slink in on my bike do like the bare minimum and then get the hell out i'm sorry hannah max but you are so good in social situations like i I look like angry. I can't you help. Do. You I can't help it. My face yeah, just goes like. Always look if somebody angry. starts talking to me about you know their MOT or something they've had to get, and it means they've had to get, you know do the walk into school for the past week, and it's you know been a bit annoying because the weather's not been that great. I'm just literally like this. I get one chance of being alive, and this is what's happening. You're telling me this story <laughs> that I don't want to know, and I'm trying like this is what's going on in my head, and I'm trying to be like, come on, Steph, just you know. They want to talk to somebody. Give them, you know, they've been locked down with their children for a couple of years. Give them, let them have a chat to you. But like, so, but some don't. Some people make you just feel like a soundboard. You're like you're treating yes. you like a fucking soundboard. Yes, and I hate that. Mm. I hate and they turn being off. talked at mm. is the worst. Mm. And it's I, I sometimes think some some people don't realise they're doing it. They genuinely don't realise they're doing it. And then right at the end of their like spiel, which mm. is usually about themselves, they'll be like, "So how are you?" <laughs> and then by see... then you're so drained that you're like do you know what i just can't even bother to talk because it just sucked all the life out of me but sometimes it's so funny because you can see that little part of their brain which is like saying to them you should really about now is the time where you should ask them how they are 
But it's never like, that time, kind of, though. It's always it's, should have been before that. But they either do it where they can never get it right, where they can never say it in a way where they it looks genuine. It's either like a sort of thing that they've they've their brain has said, look, you should really ask them how they are now because you've been very like you know self indulgent for for the, for the last you know hour. Ask them how they are. So they either do it like really monosyllabic, like oh, so anyway, how are you? Or they'll be like, so anyway, enough about me. How are you? Don't and you think like, though that over the, top. the like conversation is actually a, like an art form almost oh Christ, just yes. in terms of like I don't know so many people like I'm guilty of this too but like I, I feel like I'm a little bit more aware of doing it will interrupt each other or talk over each other or they don't let the other person actually have any airtime, mm. and it happens a lot like I see it in groups like if if we're ever in a group and there's people talking I'm like oh some so many people just want to say something just for the sake of saying it whereas I feel like weirdly in a group situation I would rather sit back and let those people do their thing because I'm like you need that thing I'm just gonna let you do it so I quite often will feel like I'm seen as like the reserved person in a group even though I'm not really like that with close friends I will be very open about everything but like in a group situation where I don't necessarily know people very well I definitely feel like I'm the person that will step back mm. and just be like especially with big personalities yeah that's the thing but you have you have so, so certain people will talk to you and they'll have this way of talking to you where they'll tell you about things that have happened but they won't tell you about how that thing that happened has made them feel or affected the, affected them or their opinion on it and that's what i find i think a lot of people are scared to kind of ha say the wrong thing so mm -hmm. by talking about things that have actually happened that uh, can be objectively observed it's there's no risk but if they say this thing happened and it made me feel like x or then then that's different then you're, mm. you're more vulnerable then i guess but it, the weird thing is right we can make podcasts these podcasts and we can chat to each other whenever we can chat to guests and i can chat to my friends for hours and uh, and i i can make videos and you know talk to thousands of people on our videos but but put me in a work situation like in an office and i don't speak I just can't. Yeah, I remember speak. that when we met. Yeah. You're like this little weird, quiet clam in the corner. Yeah, and I felt really bad because people that, you know, I had individual friends in the office when, when I was mm. going out with them, I'd be myself. But I cannot somehow, I, around really groups awkward, of people, yeah. my brain can't function properly. And mm. I'm, I'm so aware of it. I'm like, why are you doing this stuff? Why are you just sitting there quite meek and quiet, not saying a word and just being super quiet? And I just, it's just this. I don't know what it is. I just, I just can't converse in a. But I do situation. think you don't have to label yourself as being one type of person in a social situation or another type of person. You're allowed to be lots of different types of mm. personality. Or that's true. It, with different people, you might feel like you're able to talk more, or that mm. you want to share more, or I don't know. It's like we love labels, don't we? We love to put a label on something. So to say that is like. You might feel like that one day, but you might not feel like it the next day, you know? Mm. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I it's it's just I don't know. I think it's I love being around people who I can just open up. I've got my friend Ryan coming over in about half an hour and I'm just, I haven't seen him in a long time. And it's just so, it's, it's, so, it's so, it means so much to you to, I mean, it's so important to have those people around you that you can just be mm. yourself. And Ryan, I, can, you know I could literally say the most toxic, <laughs> I could purposely try to wind him up by saying anything. He's the most chilled And he would person. be chilled and let me say yeah, it. Yeah. And I love that, you know. Uh, the thing that I'm looking forward to, this sounds really weird, but being around Ryan, we used to live with Ryan um, when we lived in London, for those of you who don't mm. know, he's like a very good friend. You've known him since you were a child. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he is the most chilled out, calm, like 
lovely person mm. to be around. And the thing I'm looking forward to most is he brings this energy where you just cannot help mm. but feel more relaxed. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, we just, we live in this society, don't we, where we're constantly being told you've got to be productive, you've got to achieve things, you've got to do this, and you don't really get to sit with anything before you move on to the next thing. Mm. So you can end up feeling quite like anxious and pent up and just like you're rushing around all the time. And being around someone like Ryan, you realize that actually none of that shit really matters mm. and and you can just be and nothing's going to fall apart and mm. i don't know he just he doesn't even realize that he brings that energy i don't think but he really does and he's one of those people that like i don't know I, I, you just kind of feel it coming off him don't you i had a i had a um a guy telling me once he uh, went up to me in school he goes by the way ryan stuck up for you today and i was like what are you talking about he goes that everyone on the bus was talking about how much of a twat you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and uh, and uh, Ryan was like, oh, you just don't know him. Once you get to know him, he's actually really... Because, you know, when you're a kid as well, you don't want to be the one that puts that sticks your head out and be like, actually, know everyone. You, you always were like, yeah, yeah, he is. You yeah. know, you want to fit in when you're a child. But he, he was like, you know, he, he was like, actually, no, he's, you know, you got once you get to know him, he's, he's fine. He's, you know, he's not... Calms down a bit. Yeah, he's a he twat. being such a show off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I just never forgot that. And I was just like, that mm. was such a lovely thing to have that happen as a kid to somebody to stick up for you like that and I was just yeah he's been one of my best friends ever since mm. um yeah, but he just brings such a great energy to every I've never met anyone who doesn't he's one of those people that I've never met anyone who doesn't like him no it's impossible to not like no. him no matter where you are no matter what spectrum you're from no matter what you know yeah. persuasion you are you will like him and I'm just I've always been a little bit jealous yeah. I think of that because I'm and like that what I a lovely personality to have where you can just be so liked by everyone yeah and you can put him in any situation mm. um and I think another nice thing about our friend Ryan, this is like a singing Ryan, Ryan he is yeah. like a Ryan love letter. Another really nice thing about Ryan is that you can just sit there and be silent with him if yeah. you want to. And it's so comfortable to do that. There's never any pressure on conversation. Mm. There's never any like, I don't know. There's just, it's just always chilled. Mm. Yeah, I he's, feel like everyone should have a Ryan in yeah, their life. Follow him on follow him on Instagram. He's um, he's also at, an insane artist. Yeah, at uh, Hand Jazz H A N D J A Z Z at Hand Jazz. He's just incredible artwork. Um, he's yeah, he's uh, he's the best. Uh, yeah, we we we're like brothers in a way. There's a few people out there in my life which I do consider to be like a brother. Mm. Like I consider, like, I do look at them as like Jason is mm. like a brother. Um, I suppose Neil in a way is a bit like an older older brother to me. He and my friend Neil. He's a bit like an older brother who cares about me and looks out for me and stuff like that and wants the best for me. Um, and then it's, it's quite strange. Neil was a lovely guy because he's like, he's like, how was he? 55? He must be up 55. Mm. I don't want to add you, but he's about 55 years old. And he just, we've just got on really, we just always get on really well. He's the one we went kite, kite boarding with and stuff like that. He's like a 55 year old, but he's still, he's so young at heart. And I love that about him. Again, that's like going back to the labels thing where you're like, oh, your age becomes your label, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah. then people assume things about you because of your age. Mm. And we can't help doing it. All of us do it. But actually, when you strip that away and you realise that we're all just these weird little, like, people. I, I do, I do. I would counter that, though, by saying that when I when you say, oh, this person I met today, and you say the 18-year-old, it allows me to understand what that... Yeah, yeah. Experiences me... they may have had exactly or may not that. have had. Yeah, Yeah, exactly that. 
Um, so, so that's I think why I think human beings just need we need to label things because we like to understand like things, to make but things... we want to do it quickly. We don't want to do the work. Exactly. We... You don't want to sit there for like three hours and get to know someone. You want to be like, right, what's your job? How old are you? Where have you travelled to? What? Where did you le- le- Where did you go to school? Let me do some blah um... blah blah, and then you feel like you have this general understanding of them. You don't want to sit there and well, I I do. I always like the people that reserve everything. I'm like, ooh, I've got some digging to do, and I love that. <laughs> Uh, let me let me uh, uh, give you some bro science. It's this is how I look at it. Brain, That's problematic. Brains are bro science neural networks, um, and these neural networks like things to have a very to, to be very efficient in terms of how things are connected and how you have to connect things. It's always made me, it's just digressing slightly, it's always made me, you know, whenever you watch a comedian and I, I, you laugh, I always wondered what's going on in my brain that's made me actually physically laugh, where they'll lead you down a path and make you think one thing, but then immediately pull you back and mm. they're referencing something else. And I, I'm always, I'm always intrigued at how, oh, I thought you were going to end up at that point, but you ended up at this point and that made me laugh. And it's weird the way that has a reaction that I would laugh. Anyway, sorry. So your brains are these neural networks and they want things to be efficient. And, but to, in order to, if you said I met this person today, I want to know, you know, are they boy? Are they girl? How old are they? What do they do? All of this stuff mm. allows my brain to make a, a simple a picture, of, a that picture person, of that person yeah. in the most efficient way possible. But if you were like, Steph, none of that matters. All of that shit's just names and words and ages and stuff. It doesn't matter. Then my brain's like, you can't. Who is it, this person? You're going to panic. Yeah, You're exactly. like, who is this person she's like, like, hanging out hang with? Minute, she's met a hot guy. She didn't <laughs> want to tell me who this hot guy is. Um, so so that's why it is, I think. And 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 this is this is, you know. Without getting political, this is very difficult in terms of current climates with things because, you know, big people are like, you know, people are just inherently prejudiced because it makes our cognitively, it makes our, our brains mm. work easier. And and um, so, so yeah, anyway, he's going to be here in a bit. I don't know what we're going to do with him. I've wanted to take him to jujitsu, but I don't know if I will. I don't, yeah. Do you think Ryan's going to enjoy jujitsu? Um, is that, is that? Uh, Steph wants to go to jujitsu, therefore Ryan has to get dragged along. Yeah, he's got to see how good I am now. Oh God! I can strangle him. He's come all the way from London to watch you to watch me roll over yeah. a bunch of men in a sweaty room. No, I'll be strangling him, not other men. Yeah, I'll be teaching him what for. How dare you be liked by everyone, you little fucking likable shit! <laughs> Take that headlock. <laughs> you likable shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are you doing this week? We're Friday now, aren't we? This goes out late. This podcast. What are you do? What are you up to this weekend? What's your plans? You're learning how to pre- uh, touch people in yoga, I am aren't you? Learning how to touch people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish it was as fun as it sounded. No, I'm doing um, a yoga workshop to do some uh, learning how to make some hands-on adjustments because it's something I didn't do in my course because I did my course, my teacher training course over lockdown, and obviously. I did it all from Rufus's chair in his bedroom in the evening. So there was no like gatherings or we literally weren't allowed to touch people. So I never did that side of things. And I think sometimes that's what holds me back from doing an actual, well, one of the things that holds me back, we were talking about this last night, but um, it's one of the things that holds me back from doing a real life class at the moment is that I want to be able to like adjust people or just kind of make certain poses feel really good. Um, so I'm going to do that tomorrow and then the rest of the weekend we will just be hopefully hanging out in the sun, maybe have a few beers. I was going to say to you tonight, I didn't realise you were going to jujitsu, but we should, while the weather's nice, take the kids and Ryan up to the Royal Crescent, um, after school and just have a couple of ciders and a little That's picnic a or idea. something. I think That's it'd be really nice. You'd have to get the electric skateboard out and we could all go up on, uh, bikes and skateboards like kids. Yeah. That's a great idea. 
So I'm all about basically trying to just behave like a kid all the time now. I'm like, oh, it feels so nice to like play and ride a bike and just like mess around. Um, so we, what was that film called that we watched the other day? Which one? The one about the fifth element, not the fifth element. The fifth. Oh, I wrote it down. Hang on. It was this really interesting film that we watched, which was admittedly it was quite badly edited. So there's some parts we had to just skip through because it was just... Close Encounters of, of the, the fifth, fifth Kind. kind. That's it. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, uh, yeah, not not amazingly edited, but it was very, very interesting. It was all about UFOs, um, but its angle was very... Well, fascinated me because it, 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 it talked about UFOs almost uh, as, as something you could connect to through a deeper level of consciousness so it was i.e meditation exactly which is not where i was expecting that documentary to go when we clicked on that i was like there's i just didn't even think that mm. they, they would mention the word meditation mm. so weird so the so what happens is now this guy has pioneered this new way to get a collective of people you can get a group of your friends you can download an app i think it's about nine pounds that um, was the thing that ruined yeah, the documentary was, for yeah. me by the way is that i felt like quite invested in this idea and then right at the end they were like and you can do it using the Special fifth dimension app, yeah, app yeah, or yeah. whatever it was and i was like oh the whole thing was an advert yeah um and yeah, so that was so that was a bit annoying. But uh, his his pitch was you could go and get a, group, get a group of friends. You can sit around and meditate. You you can you can summon these things, and they 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 are summoned by this this deep level of meditation that you go into, and this level of consciousness that you can reach for meditation, and then they connect to that and come through. I uh, really liked the idea of that because I do really believe in that like one consciousness. So. Yeah. Mm. we're not all separate but everybody can tap into this one universal well, I, consciousness and yeah. it's not just our world it's like all the other galaxies as well mm. and like when you think about that it just blows your mind mm. i completely agree i've always thought i've always felt i actually can rephrase it, i've always felt like there has been a, a global consciousness and they've actually proved it in this documentary but i need to research it because i always think whenever i hear something i always like i need to know what the counter argument to this is i need to i can't just hear somebody say we did this test and this is the results i need to be like okay i need to look into this now because i don't trust anyone these Do you days. know what i always trust them when they say that they're like professors in physics i'm like <laughs> okay you're smart you know all the answers <laughs> yeah but so so this was the test they all around the world all around dotted around the world they have these networked computers which are random number generators and they just generate random numbers. And what they found apparently is if any big world events happen, that the number- Or num about to happen. Was it about to happen too? Yeah. Really? So then, uh, just to, sorry to interrupt you, but the 9-11 the day, it was the morning- Oh, really? Before it happened, yeah. Okay, well, so anytime there's a big world events happen, they see that these random number generators that spew out these random numbers are more coherent, they're more succinct. The numbers are less random. They're more, they're, well, they just, they, they seem to have a more of a pattern to them that they can connect to, which is, the the, the probability of that is they said like one in a, a trillion or it's something. It's like, like that, one in 13 trillion yeah, or yeah, something like exactly, that. Yeah, so, so but they, they noticed that, oh, these big patterns are happening. It's like this vibration that everyone seems to be on. Yeah, and so that's why, exactly that. So that's what they're saying is there's, there is this global consciousness that we are in somehow, some way, all interconnected. Mm. And I think some people are way more aware of it than mm. others but we're all on it and our whole lifestyles and our whole the way we've designed our, our worlds at the moment divorce us from anything to do with that luckily now there's a bit of a spiritual awakening mm. with people where people are getting more into spirituality and stuff like that but in terms of how we're com we just turned into these little kind of 
little chimps that just want to buy the latest thing and get mm-hmm. get get rewards dopamine hits off scrolling through inane reels or like mm-hmm. going and buying a new iphone they kind of give us they, 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 it's all to do with like our ego our ego is like the one thing almost that's preventing us from really connecting to this global consciousness but i but i, I and it's also that addiction for dopamine and how quickly you can get dopamine though yeah that. and that's why i think we should do that psychedelic course where mm-hmm. you go and you get a guided you take psychedelics and you have a person who guides you through it and our friend has just done it and she says it's incredible and it's just the most eye-opening amazing thing she's ever mm. done so uh, we think we think about doing that because i think the where is we, it le- it's legal isn't it i don't know du- <laughs> dubiously don't know i mean you could we could always get one i think when you're doing it with someone who um is like a it's qualified a doctor or i don't think anyone i mean you're just doing a bit for, the, the fact is that it's even it should of course it should be legal mm. If I want to go out and ha- eat a mushroom, yeah, I should be allowed to eat a yeah. bloody mushroom. How dare somebody say, no, you don't have... Yeah, that thing that grows autonomy. out of the ground, you can't eat that. You do not have autonomy over your mind. Mm. You, I, we control your mind. What, what, you're not allowed to have control over your mind. Oh, that's a How whole nother you? chat, Steph. That's, a, that's another podcast for another oh, day. Oh, that makes me so <laughs> furious. Um, but so, so I do just, you know, this is the thing. This is the one thing that does annoy me about life is life. In life, you have to run at the slower speed. You know, we don't, we obviously don't drink and drive. And we shouldn't. I just put out that we shouldn't drink and drive. No way. But a lot of people, why we don't drink it? Because in the UK, you can have one pint and you can drive. Mm. In, in, in Europe, you can't. In Europe, you have a bloody chocolate liqueur get pulled over and breathalyzed. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to prison. Um, but the problem is, is a lot of people don't know the limits, so they have to ban it because, they're like, well, some people are fucking idiots about this, so we've got to make it. We've got to, you know, run at the slower space. Yeah, yeah. And this is the this is the issue. Anyway, so yeah, I think we should do it, and um, I think it would open us, uh, open our minds up a lot to new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think what what psychedelics do is they give you a shortcut to what meditation does. So it's like a kind of a a quick shortcut to something that you mm, could, without you having could to do, without do, the work, do hundreds yeah. of hours of meditation. I like the work though. I love yeah, I yeah. love meditating. You've been big into it recently, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, like it's it. over a year now I've been so into it and I I hated it before. I didn't get it. I just didn't understand like and I it bored me and I just didn't understand what the goal was. Mm. And now I'm like if I skip a day, like if I skip one day I miss it. Mm. And I just I feel like it's so incredibly beneficial. But once you get like you you don't really realize that until you get into a habit of doing it once a day even mm. if it's five minutes it could be one minute in your bed when you wake up but it's yeah it's kind of it just gives you that space in your mind to just enjoy exactly where you are yeah you're very you, you, um over the past few years i mean you you don't have you used to have crazy episodes where episodes. we well we have big massive rows and they'd be very dramatic and you'd go i think a lot of that is to do that don't like have those anymore. i understand my cycle my menstrual mm. cycle much more i know i track it so i know which days i'm going to feel down i know which days the housework is going to bother me like mm. i know which days i'll feel productive or when i'll need to meet up with friends and other days of the month where i won't want to do that so mm. it's it's more just me feeling more connected and more sure of myself i think and then also i think with meditation it really gives you the once again hey ryan hello, hello. how you doing mate I'm alright. I'm alright. I just made it, mate. Oh, where are you? I'm at uh, Bath and uh, Station. Do you know? Do you know? Um, do you know where I live? I can't be bothered to drive down. I'm, I'll go and get him. But it's nice. It'd be a nice walk. It's a beautiful day. If it was raining, I'd come and get you. But it's a lovely day, so it's only takes no, ten minutes to walk. No, 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 it's sun's out, so I just go across the bridge and then start heading. Yeah, I'll text you the address and just use Google Maps. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just text uh, me the address. Okay, baby. See you soon. Walking, all right, man. Love you, ladies. Bye. bye.
Anyway, yeah, that's Ryan. He's on his way up now, so he's going to be here in 10 minutes. So I better go and uh, get everything ready. What do I need to do? What do I need to get ready? You need to make bed, do the food shopping, clean the kitchen. Oh, what the hell? Make bed. You need to make yeah, bed. To make bed. Oh my God, I need a, like I need some lunch Manchester. and a coffee. You need to make bed. Right, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening to our verbal diarrhea once again, guys. Yeah, don't, wa- don't watch the new Batman. Um, Anti-recommendation. Oh Just don't God, watch yeah, don't watch that. We Awful. walked out. Awful. I was ready to walk out about half an hour before you said it was okay to walk out. I tried to push out. through, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, really disappointing. And also, I'm probably not allowed to say this, but Robert Patterson was a disappointment in this <laughs> film. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> Hannah was really looking forward to the bit in Batman where Batman gets, well, he gets... He gets uh, Batman's always gets buff. top off and he's always buff. Like, he's look always at Christian, super Christian buff. Christian Bale, I mean, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, I mean, he, he got, was a really hot Batman. He got massive for it, yeah. They all get they all get in good shape to be Batman because you know. But oh, old Robbie P couldn't be asked. Apparently, apparently Robbie P could be bothered to lift a couple of weights for it. So he's just like this gaunt, foppish kid. No, which was Batman such a outfit. shame because he's such an incredible actor. Mm. What was it we watched him in? Was it the Lighthouse? It was called. Uh, was yeah, the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse yeah, with that completely Robert changed Defoe. my whole or, opinion yeah. of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I mean, was never really into the vampire stuff, mm. but that film, very art house. God, he's mm. incredible in that. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know what? I just on that as note, Batman, I, not so much. What I do think is that I'm just done. I said it on Instagram. I'm like, I'm just done with these morose, foppish men who can't get over some a past event, so they wear bloody spandex and run around bloody beating up people. It's like, let's... well, to be fair, you're like nearly forty-two, so it'd be a bit weird if you did really love Batman. I've, I'm, I'm going to call it. No Batman's, offense to all Batman's... the forty-two-year-olds out there who really love Batman. I'm forty-one. Stop saying I'm forty-two. You keep doing that. Um, Rounding up. Don't round down. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm, I'm calling it now because everyone's just so done with the whole kind of dark dystopian Batman uh, um, universe that they've created. And I reckon what's going to happen now is going to go back to the start where it was all kind of like kitsch and Powzam and it was all yeah, like just a I bit more fun. It, yeah, I wish they would kind of bring... But I think every film is trying to tick so many different boxes now that it's like... I don't know, you're not allowed to just have a film for fun anymore. But that's the thing. I think now everyone's so pissed. Everyone's like, hang on a minute, we just had two years of like the worst. Yeah, and now we've you just can't give a really me some, depressing Batman. You know, some bloke, some billionaire moping about his yeah. parents dying when he was a kid. It's like, get over it. Carry on with your life, mate. What are you doing dressing up as a bat? Um, so everyone's just a bit like, we, you know, I've been, I feel like that every day. You like, need to with, breathe. But without the billions. <laughs> give me the billions and I'll be all right. <laughs> right, got, anyway, butler, we really need to wrap this up yeah, now. Sorry. Um, thank thanks you very for listening, much for guys. listening um, love you loads cheers for cheers for this go watch the uh, UFO program yeah don't repeat anecdotes to people over and over <laughs> <laughs> see you next week alright guys bye ta for now hi This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.